Stop thinking it, start doing it. 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 With me, With me Alicia Papa. And me, Aaron Brewer. And me, Mary Bowlby. Welcome to the Stop Thinking, Start Doing podcast. We are a group of friends who share how we took action in our lives to step out of the thinking zone and into the doing zone. The challenges we face and the growth we feel, we are sharing it with you here and now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Stop Thinking, Start Doing podcast, where we are really excited to explore the topic of the power of the pivot or the power of pivot. What do we mean by pivot? Well, this was my idea. And what I always think of when I think of pivot is I have been dancing since I was in the second grade. My mom asked if I wanted to do at least one year of dance, and I said yes. And I literally didn't stop uh, for the rest of my life. And there's a dance move called a pivot turn, which is really now if I'm breaking it down, it seems more like a step, but you put one foot in front, like you're taking a step and then you do a 180 to face another direction. And that's a pivot turn. And then you can do another one where you then put your foot in front again and do another 180 and you're back facing the front. Um, another way to think of pivot is like hitting a U-turn if you drive or have been in a car where someone's hit a U-turn. So skirt, skirt. when I was, <laughs> exactly, it's skirt, skirt. And, uh, someone that I have worked with previously said, uh, regarding U-turn, like, oh, I'm just going to U-turn away from that. And I have taken that statement from them and utilize it in my own life. So when I think about the power of pivot, I think about the ability. So I guess my definition is the ability to recognize and see something that might be coming or recognize that you've been in a thing that you are ready to turn out and away from and taking whether it's the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, whatever action to stop and turn yourself, whether it's 180 degrees, 90 degrees, 15 degrees to start to move out of that thing. So I think of the power of pivot as flexibility, as awareness as literally moving onwards and upwards in your own life when you have that awareness. So that is what I have been ruminating on in my head. I did not tell Aaron and Alicia any of these things before we started. So this will be a fun conversation. Welcome to The Power of the Vivid. Hi, guys. Hi. I looked up some definitions, and Mary, I loved your explanation of the dance because the definition that I found of pivot is to turn or rotate like a hinge. So I love that, right, that thought of being on one side and then being able to be completely on the other side. And I also looked up pivotal because to me, right, these pivots have been pivotal moments. So I wanted to see what that meant. So pivotal means of crucial importance in relation to the development or success of something else. And I think all of the moments that I think of that have been these, right, these pivots for me, and how they have been pivotal moments in my life, because I feel like all of these things that I have faced in my life, where I'm given a choice, and I choose something differently, how that outcome is something that I couldn't even believe. Like, for example, one of the first times that I pivoted in my life 
was leaving my first teaching position. I was there for two and a half years. I had dreamed of being a teacher for years. I had gone to five years of school. I'd been working with kids since I was 16. And at that position, I could no, I could no longer do it. I could no longer stay in that space. And because I decided to pivot mid-year, left that school and went to the school that I met, Aaron and Mary. So how that pivot of my life turned into a huge pivotal moment for me. And I feel like, like I was saying, every time that I face this pivot, how it ended up being these huge moments for me. And I loved that that definition of crucial importance in relation to the development or success of something else. And that's truly how I feel like my life has been continuing to build. Wow. Just kicking it off strong here, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So one, two punch. I also went down the dance route. As soon as I heard pivot, I was like, pivot step, pivot step. So like how I define it from there was like just altering the direction of forward motion. So like there's always some form of forward motion and being able to pivot is to just shift the direction of where you're headed for that forward motion. So rather than it being like it having to be like a, a, a complete 180, right, Mary, as you like, right, that is the dance move is the, the, the 180 pivoting even just like one degree and how the path of that, right? Like the, the longevity path of that will be so altered than if you stayed in that unpivoted. Yeah. There's so many, so many moments and pivotal. Woof. Mary, your face also was eyebrows up to the ceiling with Alicia's definition. Just, wow. I love looking at pivot as, as choosing different right? It's not about like throwing out everything that you've done before, but like, okay, this is where I'm at. And again, what 1% shift am I making to readjust, to realign, to get maybe change directions completely? Mm. Yeah. I loved that that one definition that I read said like a hinge, because I feel like that's right it's not always this 180 degree turn. It could be a slight turn. And I feel like that's the other, like, right, you think of these pivot moments as these big shifts. And I think that's not like, we should be looking at pivots as any moment, like anything that you decide that you have this awareness to, and you want to slightly shift something, like thinking of a door hinge and how that can stop at many different degrees. It can be all the way open. It can be slightly open. So I feel like to let go of these these pivots as just huge momentous occasions and let pivots be something that you're doing in your day-to-day -day life. And for me, that makes me think about like my habits and my routines and how there can be, right, we've talked about this before, when you have a habit and you do it over and over and over and over again, you have your neural pathways are thicker and more programmed to do that habit. And when we think of this as 
a, an opportunity to pivot, that is the time that you can pause, have your awareness up and say, do I really want to keep doing this habit or do I want to be building something I want to be doing? The things that I say that I want in my life, like let's embrace those moments and and bring them into our lives and they don't have to be these huge moments, these huge all or nothing moments. It can be these slight pivots that can add to your life being better over time because it's not nothing that you can add into your life overnight is going to stay with you. So what are these ways that you can be adding pivots into your life and slowly in incremental steps be building a life that you really want to be building? Yeah, I think about just how many decisions we make in a day. And I know like statistically as educators, we make like, I don't know, it's like tens of thousands of decisions within one day. But even just personally, how many decisions do we make? You know, like my alarm went off, am I shutting it off or am I getting up? In those moments, you've created two potential timelines and which one are you following? And then from there, okay, your next decision is going to be, and I, and being a visual person, my hands went to like, again, created like the hinge of the door. Like we're talking about, like, you know, there's two paths, which way are you taking? And then obviously most of our decisions include more than just two paths. What's that poem? Like the path less path diverged in the woods and I took the one less traveled and that has made all the difference. Yeah. Like that's what comes to mind when I, I know Mary pulling it out, like, cause Robert Frost, you chipperal. Yes. That's what's been, been in my mind, especially like visually, but also soulfully. (laughs) I think something to consider as we're talking about the power of the pivot is like, yes, what the pivot is, but also what the power of that is. And it was when you were saying, Aaron, about how, you know, one choice then, right, like hinge leads to multiple other choices, but because we only have two hands made two choices and how that kind of goes, right, and goes and grows and grows. And I'm wondering if the power of the pivot is the ability to commit to a choice and have confidence in that and be okay And then also the ability to necessarily pivot from that choice when it's not giving you that forward motion any longer. And as someone who I think has a tendency to wonder like what's going to be the outcome of this or I'm always someone who when I was younger and was watching movies and books, I always wanted the epilogue to show how everything was in like 10 years and like everyone's level of happiness, because while the ending was nice, like what came next? So as someone who then is like thinking about this concept, right, the power of the pivot is, you know, being knowing that I might make a choice and pivot in a certain direction, and then recognize that that direction no longer serves me any longer. And I'm going, maybe I'm going to pivot in a different direction. And the power maybe of pivot, at least for me right now, seems being okay and confident and remembering our self-worth when we choose to pivot in the first place. And then all the subsequent pivots that come after that don't mean it's not a conversation about your self-worth. Oh, you made a choice and it wasn't great. It's a conversation about 
every time you pivot, you became more in touch with yourself. And that's what I think the power of that is, is the power of that self-awareness and self-reflection through all of those micro choices, whether they're a 180 degree pivot turn in dance or a 1% shift. Yeah. makes me think of just our business. Like we're coming up to two two full years of the podcast and how we've shifted and pivoted in the process that that we go through, um, how we utilize the golden nuggets that are mined during these conversations, um, let alone just running a business in general, right? Like the, we could go back to the origin of stop thinking, start doing and how that has pivoted so many times. And then again, two summers ago, Alicia's like, shoot your shot. Y'all know you want to come in. You can join me on this, right? And we're like, oh, never saw myself as like an entrepreneur, as like a business owner, as a, somebody who can just work for myself or build something completely from scratch in that way, like completely terrifying and so exhilarating. And it felt so good to make that choice. And, you know, we have so many big dreams and there's so many different pathways to achieve what we want to achieve and create and transform the world in the way that, that our hearts and souls are are really leading us to. And there's so much power in being able to pivot from, you know, if we go back to that, like day one, but every day is day one, which again, I feel like is the power of the pivot, which allows you to just be in that moment and say, what's the best, you know, based on what you know, and where you're at, what step is going to make you is going to help you get to where you want to go. And even if it's five years down the road or five minutes from, from now, but yeah, if we go back to our, you know, first day one of this is what we imagined running a business would be like and, and whatnot at its core, I feel like it hasn't shifted much because at its root, it's about us and supporting communities and, existing, coexisting and whatnot in this world, but how we've gone about that has, has shifted and there is so much power in that. And I feel like that's the power within the three of us of, of being able to hold each other through these pivotal moments, whether they be small or large or spontaneous or planned. This was something that I had a a thought around when we're talking about pivots is, you know, sometimes moments happen that kind of that force a pivot. And sometimes it's, you can see it coming. Sometimes you can't, sometimes they're planned. Sometimes they're not. There's so much to that. And how do we navigate that? I was thinking, When, again, going back to what Mary was saying, like the power of the pivot is just that giving yourself 
that permission because I feel like so many people are conditioned to say, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I chose. This is what's always been done. This is where I have to stay, even though I'm not happy, even though I'm not comfortable, even like so many people decide to stay where they are because of, right, the comfort of, and, and it's not always comfort. It's it's choosing what you the are normalcy. Choosing. Yeah. Like yeah. what what you decide you're going to allow in your life and being able to give yourself that permission to say, I don't have to stay here. It doesn't have to stay like this. I can change. It can change. Things can change. And letting that be something you tell yourself and something you you practice in your life because if you just believe that this is how it's, you know, this is how it is and this is how it's going to stay and I can't do anything about it, that's not the mindset. That's, that mindset is what's going to keep you there. If you decide to give yourself that permission to change, that permission to grow, that permission to make these pivots and, you know, I've said this before, but it doesn't have to be those big things. Like pivots can be little things in your life. Like setting boundaries with people can be an example of pivoting. If someone's treating you like garbage and you have to have them in your life, set some boundaries with them because that's an example of pivoting the relationship because you're no longer allowing them to dump on you if you have a boundary and you reinforce that boundary and follow through with that boundary that is that is pivoting to me and i feel like it can be anything that is for the betterment of your life if you decide that it is a quote that's been in my head during this conversation and it comes from the idea that i used to previously believed that pivots were big, positive things that dropped out of the sky. Boom. And then, right? And that childish belief and still a belief that that's what I used to view pivots as. And in a series of personal life situations, um, I'm really brought back to the quote from Ted Lasso about the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off and how that is a form of pivoting and also the pivots that are unintentional and that you didn't plan for because life is unplanned as much as we, right? Like there, what's that quote about like the best laid plans? Is that the quote, the best laid plans when a plan goes wrong? Is that weird quote? Anyone know that one? Okay. Anyway, thank you. Please look it up. Please report back. Thank you. But the idea that, yeah, just the idea that pivotal moments, which that really blew my mind when you said that, what, 20 minutes ago, Alicia, I was like, what the fuck? Like pivotal moments to me right now is the embodiment of that quote of the truth will set you free, but sometimes it'll piss you off. Because I used to have this childish view that when a pivot occurred, it was due to a a pivotal moment happened that was positive and you got to make a choice to skirt, skirt, you turn from whatever. And I did used to view pivots as full 180s. The pivot being something that like happened outside of you. 
yes, happen to you okay. as opposed yes. to your own choice. And yeah. then the idea that like pivots are and can be and can completely be rooted in your own your own choice, your ownership, which is maybe maybe that's the first pivot. I think I'm I'm gonna go like really like in there. That maybe the first pivot that all people experience is realizing that you have your own choice over life over circumstances. And then, and that could be the hardest pivot. And once you do that, right, you make the first like path in the neural pathway, how it's easier over time, you get to choose those pivots in your own life. But believing that and knowing that sometimes when pivotal moments and when you choose to pivot occur, it doesn't always feel great. And I think that's what I wanted to get to because I've had a lot of pivots and what feels to be pivotal moments in the past few months and they fucking sucked some of the time. And I I can see with hindsight, okay, I am very grateful for insert X. I'm very grateful that this occurred and I can write truth, piss me off, set me free, et cetera, et cetera. And it still sucked. Like it was, it didn't feel good in the moment, although I know the outcome longer term will be more positive and recognizing that it's and with pivots because personally when I was younger I used to view them as all positive all ex- all life-giving all oh my god like want to share this with everybody when in reality they are they span the entire spectrum of emotions of feelings of experiences and it's the meaning that we put onto them that makes them and gives them that power Damn. Real quick, I just wanted to, uh, I found it is a uh, Robert Burns quote, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. And the example that of how to use it in a sentence, actually. So also the best laid schemes go astray, even when carefully designed or projects do not always succeed. For example, Mary spent all afternoon preparing this elaborate dish, but forgot the most important ingredient. Oh, well, the best laid plans go astray. So again, like yep. being planners, like I feel like it goes back to checking off the boxes. Like, okay, step one, step two, step three, we should have this outcome. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, okay, but like I checked off the boxes. Why didn't I get the outcome? And the and power then, of not holding on to that, right? Yeah. Being like and, it wasn't and, and again, the outcome. Meaning, mm-hmm. I intended but it was an outcome that I received and was maybe supposed to get instead. Oof. Wasn't and the outcome I, I intended, like- but it's the outcome that I received. Oof. I need to say that. It wasn't the outcome I it intended. It wasn't the outcome I intended and it was the outcome I received. Mm. And I feel and like- haven't you- gone through that in life. Yeah. Right. And what power do we put to that? And are we supposed to? Right. And there's no right answer here, which is what it is and also is frustrating. It's- Layered. Well, and when you were talking, what kept coming up for me was the power of magic. Is that allowance of something bigger than me, right? When you were talking about those choices coming up and and hindsight, right? Knowing after the fact what happened and it was better for you. But to me, that makes me think of magic and belief and trusting that there's a bigger plan that you can be held by the universe, by spirit, by God, like you can trust and believe in choices when 
you are doing things to make your life better and allowing those moments to happen and not being stuck in what you think it should look like and allowing what it looks like to be what it is and not make it mean anything. Because I feel like that's when we, when we get stuck in that, it should look like this. It should, I should be here. That's when you're, you're stuck in that same spot. And until you decide to, to change or, or do something different, that's where you'll remain. The idea, the talking of belief and the magic of that, it brings, it always plops this lyric from the John Mayer song, Belief, which is, belief is a beautiful armor, but makes for the heaviest sword, like punching underwater, you can never hit who you're trying for. That idea that, right, I make the, I think the outcome is going to be this way. And then it's not, it's not the outcome I intended. It's the outcome I receive. So I have to like believe that that's okay. And know that that thing I was trying for in this case, the thing I was punching for is not what I intended. And that's hard as shit. As someone who actively lives in that right now, it's really, it's difficult. It's not easy um, to have that belief and or to have belief in general sometimes. I think that's it too. Like the power of the pivot is not, I have belief in a certain thing. It's also, I have belief period. And when that is something as someone who likes to sometimes have definitions or kind of just know, I don't need the whole path clear, but I got to know there's a path and can't even find the path. You're like, well, uh okay, like, sure, bet, let's go. But it's difficult. It's really difficult. I wanted to add another Ted Lasso quote here since we're dropping those here. I believe and believe. And I feel like that's what you're saying, Mary, like to believe, period, right? Like it doesn't, it's not about this story that I'm telling myself or this outcome that I'm going for. It's I believe. And I believe in in believe and being able to take those steps forward and believe in that. And and to me that's that's the magic, right? Like what I was saying of how I started this episode. I had no idea when I was leaving my first position as an educator who I would meet, right? Mary and Aaron sitting here with me, running a business with me. If I didn't make that choice, if I didn't pivot then, this magic wouldn't exist the way that it exists right now. And I had no idea Right. And when Aaron was talking about like, oh, being an entrepreneur, I had this was I was going to retire from education when I was old as shit and live my life as an as a teacher. And that's not where my life was meant to go. And I believe that. And I believe in believe I believe that where we are meant to go, we are going to go. And because of that first initial pivot. I can see the magic of that pivot and the magic of all of the pivots that I've experienced. And when you, and I feel like that's maybe the second part when Mary was saying like, okay, the first part is like choosing it for yourself, like being aware of it and and choosing it. But the second part might be continuing to have that belief in it, continuing to believe that I made this choice and I believe that it's leading me where I'm supposed to be leading. 
when I'm thinking about, again, staying stuck or staying small or saying like, no, like this is the the path that I decided for me. And it's like, okay, did you actually decide that for you? When did you feel like you decided that for you? You know, was it in high school after taking a aptitude test to figure out, oh, like, you know, what kind of careers would I be good for? Okay, I make a decision, get to college, you know, maybe you don't declare a major freshman year, but by sophomore year, you have to declare a major and like that's supposed to set up your whole life. And like, what do you know about your whole life at 18 and 19? And at that point, you know, like follow your your passion, follow what you want to do to be able to get you through to the next stage, to the next moment. It's not always about setting you up from here to the end of your life. And I feel like that's the the narrative that we're we're presented in the society of like, you know, when you're having when you're trying to connect with small children, usually a question you ask them is, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, or like, what, what do you want your job to be? Like, why? That's a whole nother conversation about like, why is it the only thing that we care about what you're focused on is what job you're going to have? But, you know, like, there's just so many better ways of like, you know, how are you going to connect with your community? How are you going to contribute to your community, to the world? How are you going to live joyfully and, and have a, a, a wholehearted life, a fulfilled, a fulfilled life? Like there's, oh. What are you excited to learn that I just, the whole concept of learning to produce as opposed of learning to learn? Like I fucking love learning. I'm an Enneagram 5. For my birthday this year, I had a bunch of people do PowerPoint presentations on things that they are interested in. Best birthday. Like that shit is my jam. Why not learn to learn as opposed to learn to certify, to produce, to receive income, to turn it into this feedback loop? Like learning can can just be for learning. The whole, yeah, that came into my head as you were talking and needed to say it. No, I I love that idea of learning just to learn. And something that we've talked about before is like, at what point is our educational institutions just replicating and regurgitating and what authentic learning is 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 happening there and i feel like that holding ourselves right in the power of pivoting and again it's about holding yourself and and having that belief having that that permission of being able to choose different we aren't we aren't established or situated with the executive functions to be able to feel strongly in pivoting in choosing different in this moment than the previous one. And then having feeling like we have to explain and justify ourselves. And, you know, other than just, this is the decision that I'm making because this is, I'm, I know for me that this is the decision that I need to make for me. And 
that gets to be enough. That always gets to be enough. Something that I'm recognizing now and connecting to this that I've been doing with some students probably for over the past year, like the past year and a half, is in conversation asking what's a different choice. They just look at me and I'm like, different doesn't mean bad or good or positive or negative. It has no connotations. It just means something that you didn't choose that time. And they can get confused and then they'll say a different choice. And it, and sometimes I'm like, that is in my, in my internals, like, right. Not my choice, but I praise the shit out of it because it's, Hey, you are recognizing that even if that other choice had a similar outcome, we're now recognizing that there are different choices, right? So oftentimes this conversation might come up in regards to conflict with peers or parents or family or friends or whoever in their life. And, you know, I said this, okay, what's a different choice that you could have made? Well, I could have said this and I'm like, you're right. You absolutely could have tell me another one. And we go through a list of just figuring out different choices because they all exist. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just is there are all of those pivots that get to open up. And we get to explore a little bit about that. And just that that gets to be something we celebrate when we even recognize not even choosing different, but that we get to think different and then make a choice from there is something that is is profound. And I Wonder if another thought that I had is if stop thinking, start doing, right? Our business and our belief that we work to help others believe. And as we continue to believe that we are enough right now to authentically be living our purpose is the power of the pivot. If our that's what our business is, is the pivot of that mindset, that belief that we are enough, right? How many humans do not intrinsically have that belief. So to then just open the door that someone might start to believe that they are enough and the power of that pivot is who and what we are. That's cool. I was thinking before you started saying that of do does the power of pivot come from seeing other people pivot? Like, do you get that permission? Do you get that belief because you watch somebody else pivot in their life, right? Because I'm thinking of when I first like decided I'm going to work for a year and at the end of the year, I'm not going to be an educator anymore. And my pivot was due to seeing someone else in life make the choice to leave her full-time job to work on her business. And that permission that it gave me to do the same and then how, right, that my pivot then allows other people to pivot and how that, and that's what I'm thinking of, of do like more people that have others in their lives that have pivoted and made choices in their life, does that happen more often when you're surrounded by those people? Whereas when you're, what I was describing before is people that just like, this is my life. This is the choice I made. This is where I will stay until I die. Like, I wonder, like, statistically, what that difference, like, when people choose that and if it affects other people. I definitely feel like that there is a chain reaction, Alicia, based on, you know, what you're saying. And I 
go back to, I know that each one of us has a pivotal, again, career moment where we didn't see other people making these big, major planned pivots and shifts, but each of us made those shifts and and pivoted drastically on our own. And that brought us together. We all have our own stories of how we left certain situations, usually in the middle of something, and that brought us to the one school all together, right? Like I did a complete, talk about like 180, I changed industries. I was in healthcare and I landed in the classroom because that was a pivot that I believed in for myself was this is the choice that I need to make for my right now and my foreseeable future. So I love, and I just reflect back to us that like, yes, seeing other people do it allowed us to continue to do it, but like we each held ourselves so firmly and strongly when making, again, that's not like the initial pivot. It's not the first time that we pivoted, but that was a major, we each had those pivotal moments that then brought us together to where we are to then be able to have that, that chain reaction together and to grow and to see, oh, okay, this is where we are now. Other people have made different choices and have had these outcomes, not to say that I need to follow in their footsteps, right? Again, Robert Frost, we don't just go down the the same path. We're like, okay, that's great. But like, what about this guy over here? There's like a little bit of a pathway. Why don't we make our own one over here? And I just want to acknowledge and appreciate each one of us and the strength that we've had for doing that. And we all did it. And, you know, like we we're mid twenties heading into late twenties, right. Again, approaching a, a pivotal, uh, time in our timeline and time in our lives and, and age shift approaching thirties. And I'm so grateful to be where I am and to have made those difficult challenging, but so incredibly necessary pivots in my 20s when I was scared shitless of what's this outcome going to be to then be able to continue to make those scared shitless pivotal decisions. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but it's worked out so far. And I just trust and believe that I know how to show up in the day to day to continue on. Because if I don't, then I'm going to be exactly where I've been. Yeah, what was coming up when you were saying that is that it's worth it no matter what. Like, that's what I heard. Like, even if it's scary, even if you don't know, it's worth it no matter what to believe in yourself and make those those choices. So a stop thinking, start doing moment for me recently with the power of pivot is embracing my boundaries and being okay with them and recognizing that if those boundaries bring up feelings in other people, that doesn't reflect onto me. So (laughs) more specifically, 
Um, I have been traveling a lot recently. I was driving from Texas to New Jersey over a series of days. And then I recently was just in Washington, D.C. and back in like less than 24 hours. So I spent a lot of time in the car and pocket-sized travel was my Washington, D.C. trip. I spent a lot of time in the car and a lot of time in motion and not in my, not at my house, nor in my routine, and how that's disrupted some opportunities to see people and connect in other ways who are more located at this moment in this area um, of where I currently live and how I have had these plans to travel and stay committed to them. Um, And in conversation of trying to make plans, um, and I'm, you know, as an educator in the summer, your schedule becomes a little bit more loosey-goosey and just everything's kind of out in the open. And as someone who would have always bent over backwards to say, oh, let's do this. You're in town. Like, just kind of say yes automatically. Uh, Recognize that that would now in my life really tire me out in a way of which I've traveled and I really want and desire to reconnect to myself. So Instead of just bending and saying, yep, I can add this in at this point in time because I know it will make this person or this thing feel good, as opposed to check in with my energy and say, I really need a day or two days to be at my house and be with myself and just reimmerse myself in myself after a lot of travel time. Um, I chose the, the second one. I chose to just say, hey, like I'm home and I need this. Here are times in which I am available in the future. And to me, that brought up some feelings in other people. And I understand that that's a projection. I'm not sure they didn't say that, but there was a bit of a tone. And I recognize that. And I was like, that has nothing to do with me because the letting go of my needs and my priorities and just barreling forward into that to maybe make somebody else feel good or feel happy just detached me from myself. So being able to find what felt like a comfortable in-between space and say, okay, I'm going to pivot. It's important for me to do these things. And it's also important for me to do these things for myself. So I'm not going to just give every free moment that I have. I'm going to recognize what moments I need and share with you the ones in which I'm available and uphold those boundaries. And if that makes you upset, that makes you upset, but it doesn't make me upset. And that's so important. So being able to say that and recognize that, especially after like days of traveling where I was like, I don't even know what state I'm in, let alone like if I was dropped in the middle of the woods here, like I wouldn't get out because I don't know where I like, where am I? What day is it? (laughs) Who am I? It was like at that point in time. So being able to do that felt really, it was pivotal for me. And I have been able to to start to rest and start to recalibrate myself in a way that feels good. So inevitably, when those moments of gathering come together, I will feel good in them. And that that's the most important thing of upholding my boundaries. So that's been the power of pivot in my life and also a pivotal pivot moment. Skirt, skirt. So that's me. I love that. That's beautiful. Mine also has to do with driving and ironically driving and navigating around DC. Separate trips, though normally we are together. <laughs> We've had some some separate travel and that's it's gets weird to be a and thing. we 
And we don't recommend. <laughs> no, no. Definitely feel better when we're together. And that's where we're at. And other people exist. Anyway, so my <laughs> stop thinking start doing moment with the pivot is around driving and literally at like a fork in the road, right? So it was on the way home from a long weekend of driving DC, Virginia all around. And I was trying to navigate DC to drop off one of the friends that was um, along this trip. Um, So, you know, when, when you're driving, you have directions being told to you from usually your GPS, if it's a familiar area for you, maybe, you know, again, like your uh, internal guidance is giving you some directions that maybe you want to do differently than GPS. And then there's always the passengers who like to share their input as far as driving directions and things like that. And DC is not an, I was not in an area that I'm very familiar with. Two of the other people in the car were very familiar with. So like they had better suggestions. I could listen to them. So get to a moment where the GPS is telling me to take the left and suddenly the passengers in the car are very loudly suggesting slash demanding that I go to the right. And again, I don't know where I'm at. And it was, it was made a little bit clearer later that the passengers who were giving me the directions, it was also an unfamiliar route that I had taken and, and, the specific like traffic pattern was different than what they were used to. So in that moment, again, GPS is telling me to go left and I had been following the GPS and I was trusting in the GPS and in myself to go left. And they were, they got very loud and and vocal about, no, you need to go right. So I went right. And then that and landed us in like, 15 minutes of bridge traffic where if I had gone to the left and followed the direction that I had trusted in myself to do, then we wouldn't have hit that traffic. And again, this is at the end of after driving six hours at the beginning of the weekend. Now we're at the end of the weekend, but this is only halfway. Like I'm dropping people off and then I still have another three hours to go. So like 15 minutes added for them isn't that big of a deal. 15 minutes added for me is a lot, can add up to be a lot. So just in that moment of literally two paths, (laughs) the roads diverge. (laughs) And most people had taken this one because that's where the traffic was. (laughs) And I wanted to go left, but I listened to the people outside of me and went to the right. And, you know, it happens. We sat there, we got through it. Is it the end of the world? No. Was it a big deal? No. You know, did they recognize, oh, we didn't realize where we were. Oh, we didn't realize that like going to the left would have gotten us around all this traffic. Like they recognized and apologized for that. And again, apologize for trying to help navigate. Like, especially when I'm in a place where I don't really know where I'm going. I appreciate that outward guidance. However, it was in that moment where I wanted to go left, but I listened and made 
actions based on the people outside of me and went right. And in that moment, so I use that as a moment of pivot for me because I altered the direction that I was going based on feedback outside of myself. And again, it wasn't like it was the wrong choice, but it wasn't the outcome that I desired, but it was the outcome that I received. Oof, bringing that back. So yeah, self-trust. My stop thinking, start doing moment. And I can't remember if I talked about this as a stop thinking, start doing moment before I might have, but making the decision to leave my ex-husband, I feel like was the game changer of my life. (laughs) And when we were talking about, you know, this is what I chose. This is what I decided. I'm going to stay here because I made this decision that didn't sit with me. (laughs) And leading up to this, I had been really like unhappy in my first marriage. And as the months progressed on, it was not like marriage wasn't turning out to be what I thought marriage was going to be. And that didn't actually have to do with marriage. It had to do with the person that I decided to marry. So I remember the day that I made the decision that I took off my ring and I was like, no, I'm done. I And I'm not like a huge religious person, but on that day I had listened to a podcast that was about faith, hope, and love. And in that podcast, they were talking about like receiving signs and and trusting your gut and doing what is best for you because it's the best for you and not worrying about what other people are going to say, what other people are going to think. And I remember I was so scared. I was so scared. I had never lived on my own before. I had never, like, was a very codependent person. And it was very, very scary to go through that and to know that the magic of it, the magic of going through that pivot and now, you know, two weeks ago celebrating my one year anniversary being married to Derek, who is everything that like what I was saying about marriage being about the person, like everything that I ever wanted in a relationship, like being silly, laughing, dancing in the kitchen, singing to each other, making up songs. Like he is just, he's my partner in life and makes my life fun and exciting. And to know that I had to make that change, that I had to leave that relationship. And even though I was scared shitless and had no idea what I was going to do or what my life was going to look like, and it was a mess. for a while and I made it through and now my life is even better than I thought it could ever be. So if there's anybody listening that's facing choices that you're scared and you don't know what's going to happen, it's okay. It's okay to not know. But if you have that trust and belief that you're doing something because it's going to be worth it, Keep going. And that kind of leads me to my start doing with pivot moment. And that's trusting your gut. 
trusting your intuition. That's been huge for me. And I feel like our whole lives, we, especially like young girls, we're so pulled away from listening to our body, you know, whether it's through diets, right? Like, you know, messing up your hunger cues because you fasted for two years, like learning to listen to what your body is telling you and trusting your gut and being able to make a decision and stand behind it because it's your decision and it's what you believe in and what you trust. And like listening to Aaron's example of, you know, she had this moment that she could have trusted her gut and she went with voices outside of her and it happens, right? And the next time she's faced with that, she can say, I value what my gut is telling me. And I feel like we can all benefit from trusting our gut a little bit more. There's a reason that you're getting that feeling. There's a reason that you're getting that signal from your body and trust it, believe it, follow it. And I know that like a lot of times that can mean big things like what I was saying, but it can be little things like trusting your gut to pick a candle scent and just saying, I'm picking this because it makes me happy and stand behind it. I was indecisive for a lot of my life, like could not make a decision. I just was always, well, you decide, you decide. And the more that I practice listening to my intuition and trusting my gut, I can see how that has benefited me because your gut knows, your gut, your gut knows more than your brain sometimes. So being able to, to trust your gut. Go with your instincts. Thank you for that invitation. Can't wait to listen more. My start doing with pivot action will be to, as much as we say routines, I am going to look for one small like daily path that... I don't normally take. So for instance, maybe, you know, on my drive to Mary's later today, I will choose a different route than I normally do and see what I'm presented with, see what I notice, see what what different experiences it can offer me, right? Um, when I go for a walk, Maybe instead of following the same loop, I can follow the same path, but reverse it. Um, you know, head in the opposite direction than I normally would. So just looking for those small windows to choose those pivots, to choose those those small moments of still doing and choosing what I want to, but allowing the path through it to be different and just be open and be open to what I observe and experience and, and see what that, what that presents. And I'm saying that out loud has me really excited and to see what new things I can experience and the things that I've, I enjoy, I already enjoy doing and that I'm already doing. Why not? To me, that sounds like like new opportunities to receive, 
Mm-hmm. New opportunities to receive in the things that I'm already doing. Because of course there are. My start doing with pivot moment is a reminder. Um, when I was in graduate school, I was seeing a therapist who taught me about thinking through decisions that might be heavy with feelings of anxiety to think through best, worst, and probable. And as someone who mentioned previously in the episode, I am a person who, you know, I like to know, okay, the movie ended, but what's happening in 10 years with all the characters or um, this book ended, but like, is there a sequel? Maybe that's why I so loved reading like fan fiction when I was younger, because I got to read what felt like sequels. Um, Mary, have you ever watched the show Six Feet Under? No. I feel like we've had this conversation because the finale, the like epilogue ending of that is exactly what you're saying is that it, uh, it, 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 it is like complete full circle. They will show you everything. And it is one of the best series finales in television history. Six feet under highly recommend. <laughs> amazing. Maybe that's why I loved the good place so much because the good place is about the epilogue of people's lives. You know, so maybe that's why I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm here for this. Tell me, show me everything. Um, And as someone who also recognizes that pivoting can be hard as fuck, that sometimes what helps us get to the place where we are able to exercise our pivot muscle more so and more so, so then we're able to use it is utilizing this technique that I learned in therapy years ago. And my power of pivot moment will, because as someone who's like, did I make the right choice sometimes in regards to pivoting, will be utilizing this. So it's best, worst, probable. And when it's thinking about a situation or thinking about a choice or just thinking in general about your life or whatever, thinking, okay, what's the best case scenario of whatever you're ruminating on, saying it, writing it down, really living it out, write the epilogue. What's the worst case scenario? Same thing, saying it, writing it down. What's the epilogue? And then what's the probable scenario, which oftentimes is a bit of both and is that gray space. And That practice for me is helpful, not because then I subscribe to the probable scenario and be like, okay, well, did this happen yet? Did this, did this? But it's a mindset of living in the middle, that it's not all or nothing, that it's the power of gray, it's the power of and, it's the power of all of the things that we've done before. And it's the power of really being able to say, okay, here's my forward motion. And with whatever choice that I choose, I know that something that's always going to come up in the probable is that I get to continue to make choices. So I get to choose away from that and that that gets to be a continuous loop. So offering that thought. I love these moments. They make me so happy. Thank you, everybody, for being here with the power of the pivot. It is powerful powerful stuff indeed and as we always do we like to end with the five six seven eight and saying okay we love you bye in a beautiful chorus so five six seven eight okay we love you bye we are produced in partnership with geckos media and our music is by derek quote-unquote long last name for and our final message from the souls behind Stop Thinking, Start Doing. You are enough right now 
to start authentically living your purpose. Stop thinking it, start doing it. 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 Thanks for listening to Stop Thinking, Start Doing podcast. We can be found sharing our day-to-day adventures on Instagram and TikTok at stopthinking underscore start doing and blooming.brewer and on YouTube at Stop Thinking, Start Doing. Thanks for listening.